Using that coffee grinder. Am I using that coffee grinder? It's in your grinder. What's in your grinder? Posh fucking bastards. <laughs> That's not a very nice way to start a conversation with your bestest of buddies. Are we recording now? Are you going to read? Gonna... <laughs> of course we are. Okay, happy days then. Happy days. I am. This is what's in my grinder. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, mate? Well, for for those that obviously. Uh, don't have some sort of, I don't know, uh, psychological superpower. Um, Johnny's, as in basically can't see what they hear. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. Um, anyway, for those that can't see Johnny right now, he's held up a giant Sports Direct mug, which, to be fair, I can't stand Mike fucking Ashley. Um, so there we go. So that's one thing that's that's wrong with that. Two, also, probably, what's inside? Coffee. <laughs> yeah, but... Is it is it coffee though? Well, not really. It's instant coffee. It's not really. It's just I don't know. When do they? I don't know when I was made three years ago. I don't know. <laughs> three years ago, yeah. Um, that that's assuming actually coffee went into it in the first place and not sawdust or uh, mm. I don't know bisto. I don't know or chemicals. Chemicals. Um. Mm. Anyway, yeah. I guess you you've prompted that little what's in your grinder because um, Ian. Valentine, um, I think it's Valentine. Cool. Okay. Any relation to uh, Duncan? I don't think so. Um, I could have also really offended him right now um, if it's not Valentine. Because no, as soon as I said, I was like, "Oh, is it Valentine, or is it?" Uh... Do you have enough to offend him? No, probably not. But anyway, Ian is much like myself, a big coffee lover, all things coffee, um, and he came up with the amazing idea of let's. Why don't we have a feature in our podcast of? What's in Brett's grinder? Or well, not necessarily what's in Brett's grinder, but you don't have a grinder, so it has to be mine, I suppose. Um, but it could be what's in what's in the grinder for this week. I, I don't know if that's interesting or not. I think coffee's quite a it's the biggest commodity on earth, isn't it? Probably, one, probably the most traded. I don't know. I think it's one. There's one. Yeah, it's one of the most traded. It's one of the top two. It's the top two. It's yeah. the first or second, isn't it? Other than maybe cocaine. Yeah, that's, a, they come from the same place, don't they? Colombia. <laughs> you can you can tell I've been watching a lot of Narcos Mexico. I've I watched the Narcos where I've seen one where they go through Pablo. Pablo, yeah, it's just Narcos. I was on. I think I got to the second one where they went to the Cali Cartel, wasn't it? Yeah, well, that's the third series of the first one. It's a bit oh, so so that's still Narcos, but seasons one and two of Narcos was obviously all about Pablo Escobar, oh. and then. Um, yeah, the third one was about the Cali Cartel. Um, Narcos Mexico is about... Um, El Chapo, is it? No, that's not... No, it, well, Chapo's in it, but as a, like a young apprentice almost of one of the plaza bosses groups type thing. Um, but he's not, it's not, he's not really in it so far at the moment in terms of kind of about him, really. You can tell he's kind of gearing up because I think he's starting to come up with like a little few ideas where you think, oh, he might be big in the future, but only because you obviously maybe know his history. But um, this this series is more about is uh, Juan Angel Felix Gallardo or whatever his name is. I can't remember his name is now, but obviously like this guy that brought all of these different plasts together and created almost a union of drug lords to, um, I suppose, almost control all of the transport of drugs 
throughout Mexico. Which obviously the Colombians then needed to get their cocaine, or they didn't really need, I suppose, but obviously they used that to get their cocaine through to America. Los Gringos. I, I do like the old accent, and they call me McGringos, and or say puta bitch, and they like saying I like I would love to be able to speak Spanish properly. Uh, I did yeah. start learning it on Duolingo at one point, but um, yeah. I find with things like that, I think you have to be, I think you'd have to pay my face to face, I guess now. And he or she teaches you, da da da, and you go, blah blah blah, and you talk to someone because you only learn by talking, you know, on an app. It's just like in a restaurant, they, it's, you, you can't order something really. You can just do bits. Yeah, well, I will say Duolingo's good, as in it, it's a good starting point and it'll get you somewhere. Um, it's a bit like following someone on Instagram, I suppose. Like you follow someone that, like in the nutritional fitness world, if you follow a you know, decent evidence based practitioner on Instagram, you can pick stuff up and learn things yourself and probably get, you know, to a certain point. But at some point, you're probably going to want to end up paying a professional if you want to go further. Um, whether that is a paying a professional to educate yourself, or whether it's paying a professional just to get coaching, you know, one of the one of the same almost in terms of, you know, you picking up knowledge for one, whether to use as a practitioner, or whether to use for yourself, you know, either way. Um, and I suppose if that's a bit like that, Duolingo, I think you can pick up some phrases and kind of get the, the grasp on things to a certain very very basic level. But yeah, you're going to learn by actually going to Spain and speaking it, or like liaising with Spanish, or getting proper Spanish lessons from someone. Because um, Duolingo does make you say it out loud, so you do have to like repeat the sentences. Um, I must admit, I really really struggled with. Um... Phew, I nearly said sexual orientation there. That is not what I meant. Uh, the what word am I looking for? Basically, I, I really struggled with the fact they have different words depending upon sexes. Yeah. So yeah. they have like gen- gender-based language, whereas like L instead of S or L or as in like S gringos instead of L gringo or that type of thing. Um, really shit. Las Mujeres, the woman. And then there was like, but anyway, basically I really struggled and I used to get that wrong all the time. Yeah, it is the new one thing. I think... I, I, got, I had a book because I wanted. I'll try. I did try and learn German. We're not born this year because I go every year, do we? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I can't remember the guy's name, but anyway, the way he's, the way he makes you do it, it makes it stick. But obviously, I, it's it's not stuck now because I haven't done it for so long. But and he he sees he says a lot of the <clears throat> a lot of German comes from the English language. And it, there's loads of stuff in there. It's just you, you're adding the letters on like camp. Like I want to go camping is camping. In German, there's an E N in the end. Hmm. I did do uh, GCSE German. Did you? Yeah, I forgot most of it. I don't even know. What's, I... what's ich bin ein Mann mean then? Ich bin what? Ich bin ein Mann. Probably I am a man. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, well, ich bin. I was gonna say I am, and then whatever. But I'm guessing man is man. I can't even remember. I, I obviously remember, uh, was it Kennedy or whoever it was? Ich bin einer Berliner, which is obviously I am a donut. And he meant to say, I am someone from Berlin. Oh, do, you know, okay. do you know that story? Stood up in on a, in middle of a massive parade or whatever, I don't know, in somewhere in Berlin. And uh, yeah, he tried to say like, I am an honorary Berliner. Or as in, like, I, I am you know one of you guys. Like, I'm from Berlin type thing. And uh, yeah, he ended up calling himself, I am a donut. Because Berliner in German is donut. As in Kennedy, President Kennedy. I think it was Kennedy. So it was an American president. I'm absolutely sure. Let me let me let me Google that for you. How have we how have we gone from coffee to Pablo to El Chapo to I, I don't know evidence based coaching to now this conversation? 
I don't know, but it was J- apparently it's a speech from Ratius Schomburg by J.F. Kennedy on June 26, 1963, where he said, Ich bin ein Berliner. There you go. Anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's widely regarded as the best known speech of the Cold War and the most famous anti communist speech because he probably started off saying, I am a donut. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. He, he loosened the audience, audience up by saying that. Yeah, but um, anyway, going back, yeah, I really enjoy Narcos Mexico. Not gonna lie, it is fantastic watch. Um, surprised at how easy it is to fall or flitter between the two, uh, English and Spanish. So like reading subtitles, basically, it's very easy to go through without even really noticing. I'm a big fan of subtitles, but I, I don't mind them that way again. No, me me neither, really. But if I'm interested in it, like I found this with like Pan's Labyrinth. Have you seen that? No, that's all. I think it's Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, it's all Spanish, I think. But anyway, all the way through that, I thought I was going to struggle. But because I really got into the film, which is weird because I've said enough times I hate fantasy. Um, but because I got into the film, I actually didn't notice it at all. It's almost like I wouldn't even know I was reading subtitles. I was just engrossed in it. That's fair. Yeah. Anyway, should we go back to what's in my grinder? Yeah. Well, nothing's Obviously... in mine. I do want to get a coffee machine on. Well, you've got a grinder account, haven't you, though, mate? Uh, that is the, um, uh, the PC, please. Uh, <laughs> <like> <laughs> um, it is a uh, connecting app, I think, for people. Well, I assume many guys actually, guys that would like to date other guys. Is there not lesbians on there? Uh, I wouldn't know. I can't what? say I've ever used it. Do you say lesbian these days? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What else would you say? Well, gay, I suppose, but gay or lesbian. Yeah. Like you can be a gay woman or a lesbian woman, I think. Gay can mean happy, can it? Yeah, well, you explained that last time. Yeah. But, no. um, in in terms of in terms of uh, the coffee, I'm not gonna remember. Remember, I said I crashed the car the other day. Yeah. Well, it's a Citroen C3, right? It's it's not it's not a, of a high standard build because it's a Citroen. Okay, and Citroen a Citroen's a shit. I like I like what you did there. Yeah, good isn't it? Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> so I bought it for seven grand. And they phoned up. They said, "Oh, I'm the I'm the engineer." So yeah, I don't know a mechanic was an engineer. Uh, he's the guy who represents Churchill. And he said, "Oh, um, it's written off, damaged seven grand." I said, "It's only cosmetic." Yeah, but and the radiator. I said, "Just seven grand though." Just, well, anyway, anyway, school by error. Can't remember if I had gap insurance or not. Um, can't remember. How much is it worth? The car now. Yeah. Uh, who knows? I don't know. I'm locked. Um, I, I think I was about five nine. Right. Okay. Plus but, you about two, uh, two grand. If you want to, if you have to buy the car at the end, which I obviously clearly do now. PCP. Yeah. It'll be two grand. So it, it'll. I probably owe about seven on it. Right. Well. So and and have they given you a value? Uh, not yet no, I've got to do a few bits and it's going to value it yeah. so anyway th- th- it does relate to coffee okay sorry I thought it was a, I when, thought that was your story when I know what's going on with there in, 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 a, in a really happy in a happy world I would I'd be up but it's not going to happen I don't think it's going to happen but it depends how much either way if, I, if I'm up I'm definitely going to buy a coffee machine definitely even if I'm at £100 I would contribute my own two hundred pound to it. 
200. So I think I've seen your one on Costco actually for 425 quid as well. Yeah, it probably is now. See, I was I was very disappointed because I bought mine pre-Christmas at 550 quid, say. Um, didn't cost me that. I got a bit of a deal on it and stuff. Um, but I then found out just either just literally just before Christmas or after there was obviously some sort of sale on where one of my good friends um, actually the husband of one of your clients um, he got one for like 400 and something same sort of price that you've just said so I was like what that's just so, what happens that's just like what it is isn't it? it's like oh well, well. yeah exactly I kind of thought he asked me how, how was I getting on with it and I said oh, I absolutely love it I said I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely in love with this machine um, for loads of different reasons but anyway and uh, yeah he said, right, okay, how much you pay for it? Like, well, as soon as I told him how much I paid, he was like, all right, I'm buying it then. Because as soon as he realised that he was then getting a really good deal, he's like, I'm in. I don't want to spend that much. But then again, if you're going to spend 350 you're going to spend 400 Yeah, you know? yeah. And it is fantastic, I will say. But Because like, I, I do like I do like coffee, and I don't mind... I, I wouldn't mind trying different like different strengths, different flavours, different tastes, all T- that sort of stuff. The coffee obviously is absolutely fantastic and what i really like is the fact that i genuinely genuinely have started to make coffees as good as the kind of well not as good probably but like in the same sort of range like for my for my really really fine palate anyway obviously oh, 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 sorry it's been sarcastic um but yeah for like for me like i generally start to feel like i can actually make as good a quality coffee at home pretty much as i can out in a in a decent little independent coffee shop uh, obviously, you don't get the same atmosphere as you do in a. I, I mean, I go to coffee shops for more reasons than just the coffee. Sometimes, like I do like different coffee shops, atmospheres, and sort of the culture and stuff. Fitness but you are fitness laptop wanker. Yeah, a bit of a fitness laptop wanker. Yeah. Wee good. Um, what fit pro? Um, but yeah, I. But not only not only that though, but like the fact that I can get obviously very high quality coffee at home. I actually genuinely just love doing it all. Like, I even like cleaning up. I like, this is all part of it. It's like what people are into cars, like washing their cars. It's like quite similar. Um, so, yeah, like I've started to just play around with like milk steaming now and micro foaming and then start to try and to do a bit of latte art and stuff. And I will say, wowzers. I thought even like pulling an espresso shot was hard. Like now I've started to dial that in to a reasonable standard. And it's taken me a, like, you know, two or three months of like trying every day, basically. Uh yeah, this is going to be like another few months before I get anywhere near any type of latte art, I think. Like the milk, like to be fair, the milk the milk's quite good and stuff. I just can't seem to get any type of like good pouring action to just to try and make any type of, you know, like they do tulips or hearts or whatever on top, don't they? And like, mine just come out with big blobs, big blobs or like weird like patterns, basically. You've got to start some revenue. But can yeah. you make, like if you wanted, I'm not saying a sports direct size mug, but like, do you have to have espressos or do you go as I do in the shop, boil the kettle, put the kettle in the cup, and then put the put the espresso in uh, there. Well, or to butcher it. No, you can do that. Um, so I don't always drink. In fact, I probably have drunk less espressos, like as in like neat espressos, for want of a better phrase, out of that machine than I have anything else. Normally, like I have had some, but normally I'll make turn it into a bit more of a long black or something a bit longer. Um, because for that, you can use a kettle. I have got a sage kettle with a. Um, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's basically a temperature control kettle. It's got different temperature settings, so you can set it for different types of teas, or it's got coffee at 95. In reality, it should probably be about 98, but they don't have a 98 setting, but 95 is fine. Or if you don't have that, you can just set your uh, kettle to boil at 100 as, as it normally would, and then just let it settle. Just let it go off boil and just let it cool down a couple of degrees. And then just top it up. But the uh, coffee machine I've got uh, also has a hot water function, so um, you can just... I just usually just top up my cup... Um, if I want like a longer drink, I'll just top up my cup with hot 
filtered water out of that because I use filtered bottled water, bottled water into the machine as well. So, Ooh. well, I, so, sorry, mate, but it's another thing. Like you, when you, honestly, if you start to get into this shit, you start to realise that there's so many different things that matter, like that you just never even think of if you didn't ever pay any attention. Like this, there is a whole world of stuff that is involved in in making actually the best coffee. Do these? So, do they, is this something they? you have in the instruction manual or <laughs> no no you have to do a lot of digging so i've started following loads of different like coffee accounts latte like art accounts uh visiting blogs doing all that type of stuff just chatting with people just trying to learn different stuff um and that's the thing is why you get immersed in it like yeah. people are gonna think this is such a fucking boring episode again but i do know a couple of people that are into this will be listening to this thing and that's quite yeah i quite enjoy listening to people there's only people who don't like hot beverages there's not many I've got one friend that won't. He'll only drink hot chocolate, and you know it's quite rare. But otherwise, he won't drink any hot beverages because he don't like them. That's whatever, isn't it? Yeah. It practical question for you. Right. When I go to work in the morning, on on mornings, I get up about twenty to five. I go be out just by twenty past. So I set everything up in the morning. My eggs are in the in the bowl ready to put on. The oil is in the pan. Everything's done. Right. The coffee's there. How long would it take me from going? I want a coffee now for me going press on go yeah um well the answer is get up earlier so it's a long time <laughs> no it's on. not no it's not well put it this way like a, a decent you know you if you get good at it you can see what they do in a shop mate it'll take two three minutes but it depends on whether you value two or three minutes or if you think no it's two or three minutes i can have in bed i can when the eggs are cooking on low i can do i can do that yeah, I mean, don't worry, it took me ages to start with because I'm so slow and careful what I was doing. But now I'm a bit more like, you know, just grind, shake, grind. Like I've got a little leveler thing that I pop on top and spin it around that like levels out the, the coffee um, grinds uh, or the powder, as they sometimes call in the in the industry. Um, and then tamp it down, stick it in, press a button, um, wait for it to go. An extraction should be anywhere between, depending upon your beans, 20 to 30 seconds probably. Some a bit longer, not usually any shorter than that, but... Um, you you have to play around with the beans to start to to work. like basically every time you get a new brand of beans or a new roast almost you have to start like dialing things in again because they're all so different, um, which is interesting. It's all part of the fun, but yeah. So you said by the time you do that, I mean what's that? I don't know, two or three yeah, two or three minutes max to do an espresso shot. Like once you get good at it, and you're obviously a bit you know you're just faster at it. You just don't you don't you're not so slow moving one thing to another or so worried about spilling and you know that type of stuff. Not the end of the world for me. It's, I only do two mornings. It's not, you know, you know it's not like I'm going to eat. Make it night before and stick it in the microwave, mate. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> so we got to just butcher the coffee, yeah? Yeah, probably. I was only joking. I was being sarcastic. We're, this is the longest segment ever. We were supposed to do a segment on what's in my grinder, and I've not even given the answer yet. And we're like, I don't even know how far we're in, but we're probably like 25 minutes in or something. Um, I an aeropress and that, but I, I just I, I won't use that. I just it's too much fanning about I, me. I, 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 yeah. It's I'm, in one place. It's not like it's there. You just play with the settings and all that mm, shit, isn't it? Mm. I like. To be honest, I like an aeropress. As in, I like I like the brew of an aeropress. Um, and it's easy. It's foolproof almost. But yeah, I, I think if you can't beat a, a proper espresso maker, just because the the pressure involved in that, you just can't do with an aeropress. Two questions for you. Well, and then we'll do the feature. Go on. Yeah. If you're a coffee connoisseur, would you ever put milk and sugar with it? <laughs> I'm not going to answer that. So the answer to that is no. It's always black. And the funny thing is for me, this is strange. I can drink 
and I won't say can't drink coffee all day, but I can drink coffee fine, no issues. Black coffee wrecks my stomach, floats mm. within within the hour. Mm. I don't, interesting. I don't yeah, very interesting. It's obviously some organic or some organic organic compounds in it, which on its own is sensitive. I don't know. It's weird. Well, this is only because I don't only drink coffee from a from a you know, bean cup in Germany, and the 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 coffee maker over there is a load of old dog shit, and the beans are a load of old cheap dog shit. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Well, that makes a massive difference that I found. I don't know if I said it on the podcast or not, but I found like the biggest thing that helped me dial in, which I think I did actually, the biggest thing that helped me dial it in basically was just move into something fresh roasted um, and obviously a good quality bean rather than some old supermarket shit. So, so what, uh, bean, what good quality bean have you got in your grinder? So this is what I've got in my grinder this week. And where or, did you get it from? Just for you, Ian. Um, so I got this on, I ran, so basically I've got local, um roastery to me called strangers coffee fantastic really really good and i had some of their christmas blend uh funny enough just before christmas that was roasted on the same day as i bought it so i had i let that settle for a little while because you don't really want it that's probably a bit too too fresh um but that i ran out of that last week so i ordered some origin coffee which is a really good coffee roaster in london um i think they're in london anyway but yeah i'm sure they are uh but i've got a bag so i bought two i want to get a decaf as well because i realized that obviously like buying um or, and really wanting to use my espresso maker um i was limited i was limited to obviously a window when i'd be able to because of the caffeine gods and not going too fucking mad so i decided to get a decent bag of decaf as well so i got one das almas interesting which is uh from brazil a a single origin bean which is generally better uh, not always and it does come down to preference but a single origin would usually be better um certainly seen by the coffee aficionados that um that it is but this should come with tasting notes of uh, chocolate roasted peanut and gala apple oh so that's what's currently my grinder know. right now I don't know when they say gala apple has, is, has it got any taste of gala apple in it has it, it they, just, they just whinge together like they're nah. just making it up I, I, I mean I'm sure some people can taste some stuff like that um, I tend to find it's like what, the same wine tasting notes you'd get where like a wine would taste like blah 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 and you're like it just tastes like wine to me um it's a bit like that in honesty but right is is your coffee machine the the barista express or the the cup coffee machine is a sage barista express right the good thing for you is lately i'm still selling 550 quid that's good me the bad thing is you can still get it cheap elsewhere yeah uh well, I don't. I, I don't care. I don't care. It doesn't matter. The thing is, you're going to get you sort of it. It doesn't really matter if you spend hundred quid more next. Say, I've got it now, so whatever. I had mine earlier than I would have done otherwise. So I've had use out of it. Yeah. Um. Just I have. I said I did mention about the Los Altos decaf that I bought was a uh, a bean from Colombia, my my hometown, oh. my little friend. Um, roasted almond, chocolate, and brown sugar. Sounds lovely, mm, doesn't it? No, that is uh, that. That's nice there we go and that uh in is just for you my friend so whole 20 minutes hold it was it probably is a whole 20 minutes so um yeah I, we, what we thought we thought like it was a good idea to have a little feature we might try it. well if like maybe i'll do it next week if i've because be honest i'll probably go for a whole bag of beans a week almost um bag of beans depends what you get uh anywhere between like like obviously a reasonable roasters seven quid and 15 quid no. you can obviously go mad and there's obviously outliers which are a lot more expensive but i mean most like if you look at the origin bags they're mostly around eight to ten quid there's a couple of bags here which are like 17 quid la juela uh 
which is a which is a, a natural bean rather than washed or honeyed um and that is blackberry nectarine and brown sugar tasting notes so um there's a pulped natural here actually for uh, another la Juela. it's obviously a different um different method of uh, and that's 18 pound 10 so yeah and this, your on, on costco is 484 because it's not like you know something is mega no cheaper. no get yourself on mate get involved get involved i'm sure you will absolutely love it as much as i do there's a thing that i think oh my god like a, a dual, dual it cafe pros a quid like preserve money yeah, it is berserk money, but you go to if you get like a decent um, classical brand, I call them. But you get like a proper espresso brand that you would get espresso machine brand that you get in like an actual coffee shop, like an indie coffee shop. Some of the brands I have are they'll be like I said four or five figures. Some of them, some of the like the big ones that have got multiple, you know, four, four stations. Say they they could easily be ten twenty grand. Yeah, and then you got then then you got to serve some like you do your fucking car. They got to be looked after and pro, like I mean you should obviously you need to look after these two, but um, yeah, like. Cool. Yeah, a lot of money gets involved in that. But um, I, I, while I'm here, I am going to shout out. So um, I know, again, this is a nutrition podcast and we've spent fucking ages talking about coffee, but we enjoy it. Hopefully you do. If you don't enjoy it, fuck off, basically. Sorry. More health and nutrition, isn't it? Yeah. And to be, to be fair, Johnny, I think you're rubbing, rubbing off on me. He's rubbing off on me. You're rubbing off me a bit. I'm getting a little brash nowadays. Like, you, you don't like it? Fuck off. Um, right. <laughs> and yeah, it, it's, you could align it to say, like, coffee um, is... A, 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 a something that is uh what's the what's the word i'm looking for it can have overall positive health effects on your nutrition let's say that so um aside from obviously if you're not really drinking coffee you're drinking milkshakes aka your your starbucks mocha chapa frappuccini latte yeah mate but low cost on starbucks i think they're awful i drink of equipment i do drink it off but now i'm like do you have a coffee i go and i'm like they're hanging I, I'll, I'll drink a Starbucks or I'll drink like a fancy latte like them. Nice. I'll, I enjoy it, especially festive ones because, you know, they kind of go with the mood as in the fact that they're festive drinks. So if you've got like a nice autumnal pumpkin spice, love it. Get a nice gingerbread latte. Again, love it. But I'll tell you what, I'm not drinking it for the coffee. No. I'm not drinking it for the coffee. I'm drinking it for the fact that it's a fucking milkshake. You know? It's sugar. It's lovely. Yeah, it is lovely, as Johnny would say. Um, but anyway, what I was gonna, the point I was going to make is I just wanted to shout out a couple of people that um, I start to follow and they did help me loads and I thought you know what they, they won't ever listen to this obviously but I thought if anyone's interested and they want to go check them out um, so one of the one of the ladies I think her name is Carmen but her Instagram handle is Milk Scribbler funny story I called her man I said thanks man that's amazing thank you for the hit tips and then someone said I noticed someone else called her Carmen and I was like ah oh, fuck I, d- I didn't realise but I must have I misread her handle and I thought it said Mike Scribbler not Milk I thought his name was Mike and something to do with Scribbler. I don't know, like scribbles on coffees, but so that's that's unfortunate. But um, I got over you, that. It's fine. It was sure fun. So hey man, hey dude. No, just just like thanks, cheers, man. Or you know, is that not no? Probably. Oh, we're not. We're not all ninety-six years old, mate. Fucking hell, <laughs> gotta get down with the kids here. Um, and the the other person, which were very much well worth a follow, is um. Uh, Dennis Hugh, but his um, he's got a very good Instagram handle because it's Sind Hugh. He's 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 written Dennis backwards, S I double N E D Hugh H E W. That's quite good. That's quite good. Yeah, both of those gave me some nice little tips. So um, shout them out. I thought if anyone wants to go interested, certainly if you want if you want to look at that lovely little latte art, go have a little look. Well, I'm taking forward to view Brad by the way. 
Yata photo. Right. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on to the next feature of the week. Johnny, you've got a dad joke of the week for me. The, these are ideas that I came up with. I just thought hilarious. Like I thought we'll have a dad joke of the week. We'll have a what's in my grind. What's in my grinder this week? Um, you could probably have a stupid things. We could revive that. Couldn't we? we used to have stupid things on the internet this week, didn't we? Can remember Ed had that jingle? Stupid things on the internet this week. No, don't remember that. All right, okay. Just me. Man. Have we got a dad joke? I tell you what, have you, Johnny? We'll do the stupid things on the internet first. Have you seen the stupid thing on the internet this week? That is Danielle Lloyd. Daniela? Daniel Lloyd? Daniela Lloyd? I don't know. Is, it, uh, is that Teddy Sheridan's ex? I've heard. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, she's definitely been out for some footballers. Uh, what's the dude who used to be at uh, Leicester and Spurs? Um, not Vardy. Fucking hell. Of course, it's not Vardy. Older than that. One of a left peg. Jamie. Jamie. Is it Jamie? Oh, come on. Help me out here, son. I do. I think he was. He was a port. He's definitely Portsmouth. Portsmouth. Spurs. Teddy. Jamie O'Hara. Jamie O'Hara. Oh, yeah. Is it Jamie O'Hara? It was. She. She's got. Um. She made. Um. Uh, an erotic film that was obviously leaked. Oh, did she? Oh, I've not seen that. So, like a Brett's eye. Quick, quick and Google. Oh, I better do some research on this. I think just for the show, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I did notice in her uh, Instagram has an OnlyFans link, so uh, that probably says a lot. She's clearly she's obviously famous for basically shagging footballers, getting her tits out on page three. Um, and I think she was she was on like Big Brother or something, wasn't she? No. But have you seen this week? What's happened? Uproar in the fitness industry. Every fitspo is talking about it. Johnny ain't got a clue. <laughs> she basically tried to sell or is selling a uh, ketone supplement from a brand called Miss Ketones. Um, and she put out like some 10 day challenge results that basically shows that she's got like super shredded in 10 days using these, uh, these exogenous ketones. Oh yeah. So that's what the stupid thing on the internet this week should be. I think. I think you could probably find some stupid on the internet every minute of the day. Oh, of course you could. Yes. Just depends how bored you are of it and whether you pay any attention anymore. I seen something stupid the other day, but it's, it's irrelevant to fitness. Okay. Well, you can tell me off air then, I suppose. So, all oh right definitely tell me off here then uh, we don't do politics on this podcast do we jonathan um so g- going back to D- danielle Le lloyd whatever it is uh here you go john i don't think you see that here's a here's a picture no it's not it's not um not in focus it's not in focus no it's not in focus oh there we go there you go kind of so she posted that um posted that basically she just sucked it in like she, she, she looks no different. She just obviously clearly bloated or pushing out on the first picture and just sucked in on the second one. And, she and yeah, and she said, uh, "I've only lost five pounds in ten days, but you can see from the pictures my shape has changed dramatically. And it was so easy on only two ketone drinks a day and eats, and I eat as normal. Hmm. I lowered my carb intake to get the best results possible, but I did little to no exercise. Oh, this keto diet is great, but hard to, hard to sustain. So these exogenous ketone drinks are perfect to get your body into ketosis without the diet. Mm. So basically, she, that's what she's saying. She's basically saying, oh, you don't have to worry about going and actually doing a keto diet. Fuck that. Just take these magic pills and you're in ketosis anyway. That's, and then you get all these miracle, magical weight loss benefits. Is she... Is she the first person ever to defy biology? Do you think she's not the first person, but she's one of those magical outliers that literally defies the laws of 
dynamics. You would think, oh, she should have enough money by now by having by being married to footballers that she wouldn't need to sell herself. This is the thing. This is the thing for me. It's like how much she. I mean, I don't know. Maybe she's hard up, mate. Maybe she spent too much money. She doesn't actually actually have any because she obviously doesn't actually have a job. Um, however, like you would think that being, I assume married to ex footballers that probably still getting you know with the whole Ray Parler thing and the precedent that divorce settlement type thing uh, set. I'm sure she's probably still getting a decent amount of cash coming in. Apparently, you. I don't wish to or not. She got a net worth of three and a half million dollars. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, she's and she's having to fucking sell ketone supplements. Not only ketone supplements. She's also on there selling that little X pad thing that Ronaldo had. That like this at that EMG ab workout thing. Oh, the abs. Oh, yeah. 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 Which is amazing. If you watch the video of her promoting that, she's like the most wooden person you've ever met. She's fucking more more wooden than Stickman. 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 That's me. <laughs> I'm yeah. allowed to go back to the family tree. I can tell we've got kids. But I, I'm thinking, but that's, that's the thing in nutrition and advertising, there's no regulation. There is nothing, there's no, I mean, you could make some random bullshit up now and put it everywhere. Probably, you could probably put it on mainstream adverts and nobody would, well, nobody's questioning it, are they? No. Well, the fitness professionals actually know what they're doing. Obviously, well, are questioning it, and they're, they're, as everything, no, you know, I jumped on the bandwagon. To be fair, but there is no new fitness, uh, no new content in the fitness industry. Every single fucking world, world and their wife. No, that's really not the right saying. Everyone, what's what? Uh, I can't think the right saying. The world and his wife. Everyone, the world and his wife. That doesn't even make any sense, does it? The yeah, world yeah. and the, basically, I'm just saying everyone. The world and their wife are using it as some form of fitness inspired content to basically go in on and put out on their social media which is what always happens let's be honest everyone jumps on the bandwagon if you follow multiple fitness professionals you'll see that everyone's talking about the same thing a bit like today in snow snow everywhere there's not snow everywhere there's not snow down here well there's, there is in Norwich well, if I spoke to Sarah there's no snow we just made snow mountains again that much snow I've got nothing she doesn't live in Norwich she lives in uh, Horning well close enough it's closer than Wales yeah yeah, yeah. shouldn't be I would imagine she lives on the Norfolk Broads, boy. We did mention you, actually. And what I think I think I call it, I don't know. Are you breaking any GDPR rules here by talking about me and also live on a podcast? Not well, I think probably posh. You know why? Oh. It's Matt Morgan, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I watched a film the other day, and there's a film or a, or a TV show, and there was, there's Matt Morgan's twin was there. I that is him. That's him. That is a twin of him. Like, yeah. I can't. I can't. Remember, I cannot remember the name. You know. Cool story, bro. Yeah, boring. Really, but anyway, yeah, it's pretty boring. Yeah, especially when you can't even tell me who the actor is. No. Are we moving on to the next feature? Um. Okay. Well, I was looking for a dad joke of the week, but oh. maybe I've made that with a stickman joke. Uh. I, I got. I got sent a good one this week. If you want me to. Uh, to to read that out. Just need to find it quickly, just to fill the gap. Um, so one of my, my friend Emma, uh, she sent me, uh, and to be fair, we very rarely converse about a lot. I just get random WhatsApp messages uh, reasonably regularly, like maybe once a week, with just some form of dad joke on it. And that's basically the way we converse, which is quite funny. But um, it says, we've just had a decorator in to do some work. <laughs> I got chatting to him, and it turns out he's a British Airways pilot, and he's been furloughed and earning a bit of extra cash on the side. I'll tell you what, though. Made a lovely job of the landing. 
pilot landing decorator. Do you know what I'm gonna do? We got a we got a we got a lottery blue shift in in work, right? Which is horrific most of the time. Mm. I mean, they put jokes on. So I'm gonna read this joke without ever reading it beforehand. Oh no! So this could be horrific. If it gets if it's like really offensive, I'll beat it out. Yeah, don't worry. Uh, right. On a golf tour in Ireland, Tiger Woods drives his BMW into a petrol station in a remote part of the Irish countryside. The pump attendant, Pat, obviously knows nothing about golf, greets him in a typical Irish manner, completely unaware of who the golfing pro is. Top of the morning to you, sir. That's a good accent, yeah? Mm-hmm. Says Pat. Yeah. <laughs> Tiger nods a quick hello and bends forward to pick up the nozzle. As he does so, two teals, two tees fall out of his shirt pocket onto the ground. What are those? Asked Pat. They're called tees, replied Tiger. Well, what on God's earth are you there for? Inquiries, Pat. Was that too fast for Irish accent? A little bit, but go on. <laughs> well, what on what on the God's earth are they for? Inquires Pat. They've arrested my balls on while I'm driving, says Tiger. Fucking Jesus, says Pat. BMW thinks of everything. It's pretty shit in the end, believe it? Yeah, it's pretty shit. Oh, for that, I'm I'm, I'm glad it wasn't hugely offensive as well, because that would have caused me some work to have to go back and actually censor the thing, which you, we never do. So, in in this group, if you want to, all all it is is, well, everything that's I'm not saying everything is wrong. If you, there's no way you can't. Someone's not getting offended by something at some point. You know what I mean? There's something. Mm-hmm. Someone's getting offended at some point. But if you don't like, I can't say what's put in there. I can't say, but it's, uh, it's entertaining. Let's put it that way. Well, um, I thought this was mildly racist, but my brother-in-law still uh, is adamant that it's not. But um, he sent me something that was something along the lines of, and I'm going to butcher this because I haven't got it in front of me. So um, apologies for the the ad hocness of it. But uh, have you heard about the um, two uh, Chinese medical professionals? Let's say that um, that. Uh, were supposed to be on I can't remember the name of the flight but you know the the Malaysian flight that went missing however long ago said that they were supposed to be on that flight but they never made it um, they never made the flight but now they're ne- they've never they've no longer to be seen apparently they uh, they predicted that this um, this obviously was the, the pandemic was going to happen and that it was obviously some form of kind of nuclear not nuclear um, biological war and uh and I can't remember that. Well, this, I told you I'm going to butcher this, but I can't remember the rest of it. But it basically, ends up with a punchline of like two two wongs don't make a right. And I was like, I think that's mildly racist. I don't think you can really say two wongs. <laughs> just reminds me of your joke just then. Yes, yeah, that's not racist at all. No. Well, let's um, let's let's move something a bit more fast paced because this last two minutes got incredibly slow. Those really shit jokes. So uh, maybe we'll ditch the dad joke of the week feature, <laughs> shall we? Oh right. Um, today we'll get on to the actual topic because we do have a topic, despite the fact that we have waffled on for God knows long about coffee and fuck knows whatever else. Um, but we are going to be talking about, um, I suppose, binge eating. Now we had Joe O'Brien on before. Um, head first is his uh, Instagram. Head first zero maybe or head first underscore. Can't remember. Um, something that wasn't quite head first. But he's a psychologist that uh, does have experience in, or tra- I think he was doing his PhD, or I don't know, he's qualified for psychologist. Anyway, he uh, has some experience in kind of eating disorders or certainly eating disorders or cognitive, 
cognitive behavior therapy and all those types of things and obviously so if anyone's interested go back and maybe have a listen to that because obviously it's a really good uh, episode we thought that we would probably just go through um just kind of some of the the idea of binge eating what it is um and what basically some people can do about it because it is actually quite prominent within um well within just people generally but quite also prominent within the fitness industry and the people that are obviously looking for support for nutrition certainly we come about it or come across it a reasonable amount don't we 100 it's and, it, and it's getting worse with obviously these all these different methods of people trying to lose weight because people become married to keto don't they? keto mm. is extreme to what the western diet is generally mm-hmm. and this is already this is one of the reasons why people binge because they 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 take out whole food groups sometimes knowing that it's not but it's not sustainable long term and they go and they go and they go for maybe weeks and weeks and weeks within this particular little box of keto or whatever but then eventually when that bit of bread comes into play and you can't cope and it's like oh fuck I've just uh, I'm off my diet now yeah. I'm off my diet and that's it let the floodgates go and then that's it yeah, and I think it's probably before we get into too much. I think it's probably worth prefacing in this with like, we obviously wouldn't work with someone that actually has an eating disorder. Um, if we suspect that people have um, an eating disorder, then we'd we'd refer them on to a professional for help. Obviously, someone like Joe or to their GP to get referred on to someone. Um, however, obviously, we do have some people that we work with that might have what you might consider mild disordered eating rather than eating disorders. And I guess that comes down to like. <laughs> It's a difficult one whether to know even whether you should or shouldn't be working with someone then in terms of our like scope of practice and staying in our lane. Um, and I think a lot of it comes down to just having really uh, clear and um, not strict, but like, what's the word I'm looking for? But, but basically just having like a clear screening process to really kind of have a, a, a good insight in terms of whether they do meet the criteria that you think they could that can work with a nutritionist or a, you know a personal trainer or you know or if they need to see either a clinical dietitian or you know someone that actually might have some form of psychological help um so yeah but i guess there are like i said there are some people that are kind of it isn't as binary as either yes or no and there is a bit of a spectrum in terms of where you might have to help it might be a fact that, that you can actually help someone as a multidisciplinary approach so you actually work as a team with with someone else that is like a psychologist or a, a gp or someone else but so just the preface is more around like the th- the things that we're saying here is not really necessarily what we were saying that people should do to cure an eating disorder um because obviously we should we actually should, uh, need to recommend and would send you off to get professional help what we're trying to say here the things that we'll come up with today and more around how if you kind of feel like you might have some form of mild disordered eating that some of these things might actually help you that's all they might some of these tips might be something that can help work through yourself and obviously if they still don't then you you definitely do need to go see a, a professional but i think there's a, there's a big difference between disordered eating and an eating disorder well yeah there there is generally i mean obviously there are severe disordered eating which wouldn't necessarily meet the clinical definitions of an eating disorder and even then it's it's arguable whether a nutritionist or a pt should work with them but again obviously it isn't that clear cut so obviously someone you do have to make your own decision along with the client as to whether it is um ethical for you to do so um because like i say it's not binary there's definitely a spectrum there's some people on the the disordered eating habits which you know we all you could all argue that most of us have some form of disordered eating um and then obviously there's a spectrum where it's kind of a lot closer to eat an eating disorder 
so it's just kind of again i said there's no right or wrong or really clear-cut answer as to yes or no it's kind of more like you just need to make a, a really valid or a, a a decision based on it effectively you think or disorderly din is what your old school bodybuilder would do which people would follow that would definitely that would definitely fall under a disordered eating category yeah yeah, because generally people, you know, fitness, you do find a, fit, a certain niche of fitness in terms of like, especially men, but it's mostly men in it really, but it does filter into the women's diet and it's like the cheat meal scenario. I'm good, you know, on the cheat day, which is even more ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do six days a week of being awesome, I'm going to have a cheat day. So that's disordered eating because most people end up shoveling as much food as they can they face in a day, which means they just wipe with their deficit for the yeah. week. Uh, but disordered eating. Yeah, and it, and obviously the one of the outcomes there is it obviously will definitely have a negative effect on one's relationship with food. So, you know that's that's why it's not like harmless either. It's not like it's a harmless disordered eating pattern. Um, and I think the same way as like those you know macro counters say that um, are you just filling their 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 macro targets with shit. You know, that some could argue that is disordered eating, or you know, it could be like a bit of a pseudo eating disorder, or or disordered eating like I've said about before, around where I used to almost hoard calories for evening time under the pretense that oh, it's helping adherence. When in reality, to be honest, I was starving and fasting, like a, not necessarily fasting, but I was basically cutting down calorie consumption below that I would probably have liked during the day to allow me to have more calories to to create some fucking weird wacky junk food thing at night time and obviously i look back and i think yeah it probably is some form of disordered eating or like kind of pseudo um eating disorder so um it isn't necessarily always as clear-cut as you're anorexic or you're bulimic or you know all of the the actual clinical definitions of an eating disorder there's they say it's very 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 much a continuum or um a scale but anyway so so yes, I think the, obviously the best place to probably start is like what does cause like binge eating, um, and I think again just for credit where credit's due, a lot of the stuff that we've talked about before, haven't we, Johnny? And kind of like the, some of the stuff that we use in our practice is uh, from um, Jake uh, Linarden. Um, his Instagram is uh, break binge eating. I think break dot binge dot eating. I think that's his Instagram. Um, and obviously this some of this stuff has come from him so obviously we don't want to take credit for his work so if anyone's really interested in learning more about this definitely go check check him out he's got an amazing array of like resources and stuff even on his instagram and stuff or his website so go have a look but we're just going to run through some of these um basic stuff not going to be huge amounts of detail but we think it might be useful for people so um what does or what could cause people to binge thank you for listening to the nnn podcast If you enjoyed the show, please help us by rating on your podcast provider, sharing with your networks so we can get our content out to more people. See you next week.